Hello and welcome to Always in Escrow with Serena Appel and Colby Burchin. Hello, Colby. Hello, Serena. How are you today? I am feeling great. Crafty. Well, I am feeling incredibly inspired because today we're speaking with my dear friend and colleague who I worked with many moons ago, Lindsay Pierce, the owner of The Craft Studio, an incredibly popular destination in New York City where families can get creative and have parties with locations on the Upper East Side, Tribeca, and Brooklyn. Since taking over the business in from the original owner in 2003, the studio has grown to offer the craft studio to-go kits, corporate partnerships, after-school programs at schools all over New York City, a reoccurring seasonal Hamptons pop-up, and charitable partnerships that help the craft studio give back and bring art to help those in need all over New York City. You may have seen her on The Drew Barrymore Show or on national morning shows. Welcome to the show, Lindsay. Wow, that is the best introduction ever. And I am so honored and excited to be here. Thank you for having me, you two. This is the best way to start a Tuesday. I'm super excited because, Lindsay, Serena gave me the name of your store and I took my family this summer to New York City. And of course, I had to follow Serena's the go-to list and you were number one on that list. So I booked a session and my kids, all three, they loved it. So thank you for that because they were happy little kids. Oh, Thank you for that. I'm so honored that it was on Serena's list and that you came and had a great time. Makes my my summer. Well, it's always on my list. It's still in the neighborhood. I um, happened to work with Lindsay when I was in high school, and um, Lindsay was like the you know pretty much the the party leader, right? That's what we called it back then. Yeah. And yeah. that was the best job. You walk into the space. And it's a party every day. It's bright. It's colorful. I mean, there's nothing like it in New York City. Even the storefront has incredible artwork in front. You walk in, there's a storefront. You can buy arts and crafts and even stuff for little parties like to walk away with. And then there's the opportunity for your kids to create ceramics or wood sculptures. They, They paint. They can be so occupied for hours in the craft studio. We love it. It is a go-to destination for my family. And I always tell everybody who comes to visit with little kids that they have to check you out. So thank you for doing all that you do. Lindsay, amazing. Thank you. I will tell you, they also end with a dance party. Always, always. My kids were dancing at the end. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who doesn't love a dance party at the end of every moment? I mean, disco lights, yeah. happiness, joy, sparkles. I, that, I just love making people of all ages happy. So, so that makes me so happy to hear that your family had a great time, Colby, and that Serena, I'm so lucky to call you a friend and then have your family come. Your kids have come. I mean bajillions of times and each time makes my heart like explode so so i'm i'm gonna jump into the questions how did you get into this business Uh, what was the start how tell the audience yeah so i have a very interesting story and i think it's one that is especially inspiring um you know for a lot of people they think you know uh, 
this can't ha- X or Y or Z can't happen for me because, you know, of my circumstance or where I grew up or maybe because, you know, I don't come from a, a, a long line of people who did this before or something. But so as Serena mentioned, I we work together. I started at the craft studio, which the craft studio opened in 1994 by a woman named Barbara Dansker who founded it. Nothing like it. Um, and I came to New York as a college freshman in 2002 and I, you know, had student loans and some scholarships and I needed like a third part-time job. I was folding clothes at express. I worked at planet Hollywood. Oh, I was babysitting, but I needed something else. And somebody slid me, um, a business card of the craft studio And I was like, what is this place? And like Serena mentioned, I walked in and I fell in love. It felt like magic. It felt like any of my worries or stress kind of melted away. I was working, but I was like in in it, like having so much fun. Um, So I was about to graduate in three years. And on poster board, I sat the owner down at a cafe across the street and it said, you know, we could expand into workshops. We could do after school programs. We could do parties to go. And she looked me dead in the face and said, do you want to buy the business? I want to retire. And I, I said, I would love to, but I have no money and I have student loans. And she got creative with me and I work. I signed the contract at 21, um, became the acting owner when I was, I think, 23, almost 24, um, and worked it off in my 20s. And now I'm 39. And I literally started at the craft studio when I was 18 years old, a college freshman. Um, and I still feel that magic when I walk in the door. Um, and being an entrepreneur, it's not easy, but I love it. It's so much fun. And I love this business because we talked about it's making people happy. Um, and through any of me, all the ups and downs of my life in this journey, the craft studio has always done that for me. It's made me feel happy and everything melts away. And creating moments of happiness for people is, I think, such a privilege. So, yeah, that's my story. Wow. How inspirational. It's so it's what a fabulous story. Oh, thank you. She's really a remarkable woman. I mean, and she's so supportive of other entrepreneurial mothers and mompreneurs. And I'm always so, I guess I'm so lucky that I get some of those um, messages and invitations. And, you know, just as I know how supportive of you to other entrepreneurs and moms, I support you fully. That's why I send everybody your way because it is such a wonderful, unique, destination. Okay, so let's get right into it. Where do you get your inspiration for crafts? I see you on TV. You're coming up with things all the time in studio, in, you know, for your parties and everything. Okay, so I love the creative part that you're talking about. That's where I really flourish. Um, The business side, I'm I'm always like, that's not my jam, but which I do, I've learned how to do it. But the creative stuff, that's my first love. Um, I try and pay attention to what's trendy in the world for adults and then scale it to be trendy for kids. Cause you know, growing up, I remember I'd have my birthday parties at some place that was like, you know, very kid centric, like red walls and, and not appe- appealing to the grownups. So I want to create spaces and create projects and experiences that are kid focused, but the adults also are having fun and it's pleasing to them. So you know, Barbie was all over the summer. So of course, you know, we thought of workshops and parties that could theme around Barbie. Um, I remember when, you know, llamas were a huge trend. I was, you know, let's think of what we can do with llamas or in fashion, if neons are really popular. Um, I really can take something and figure it out 
let's say, you know, we're talking about Barbie. How can I scale this experience down for a, a kid that's fun and exciting? Um, and that's sort of where I find my inspiration. I love having fun. I love hosting parties. I also, I am not, I'm going to bow down to Martha Stewart, but I'm not Martha Stewart. I can't do some of her projects. It's, they're, they're, they're hard. So while I have so much respect for that, I want to scale things down. You know, when I do a TV appearance about a backyard party that a, a, a busy parent like myself could do and look like the hostess with the mostest, um, like a DIY queen who thought of everything, but I was able to do it and it was accessible um, for anybody to do. Yeah, we bow down. You're the queen of DIY. I mean, I, I just, I mean, I'm in awe. Every time Colby, she she comes on TV, on national TV, and, and you know, a lot of no, local New York, too. And most recently, it was, you know, some summer-themed party ideas. Um, but, you know, I know that you have, you have ideas for every season, okay? And you mentioned that your favorite season is going to be coming up soon. So we have back to school and then we have your favorite season, Halloween. I love Halloween. Um, I think Halloween is the most fun from the toddlers to the adults. Um, I had an amazing adult Halloween party in one of my studios last year and a friend of mine who's a drag queen did an amazing performance and it was bananas fun. We had spooky crafting stations. We had neon skulls I painted hanging. Um, you know, we do haunted chocolate house building, you know, at our toddler classes, we do a fun, you know, spooky slime. Um, I just think every day can be a celebration. And, you know, as, as we're busy and time passes, I think finding something fun in that season that we all can get into um, and take a break from our grind, you know, whether it's a grind of picking the kids up or whether it's a grind of, you know, figuring out what you're going to do for dinner. Maybe it's a grind of your your job, you're, your, you know, stressed at work. I think taking time to celebrate the season and, and marking those milestones all throughout my life. I remember looking forward to something to celebrate, you know, at any given time. So that's what I try and do at the studio is, is create opportunities for people to like escape and have fun and use that creative side of their brain. Um, and I love Halloween. It's just, who doesn't love to get to pretend to, you know, I'm already thinking of my costumes, you know, that I'm going to do for any TV segments, the DIY costumes that people can easily pull together, but be like the winner of Halloween. Um, yeah, so I'm excited for that. And of course, back to school. I know it's a hard transition for a lot of kids, you know, so I, I try and think of fun, like not just crafts and, and party ideas, but also I love putting out their little hacks that I do to help my kids get back in, in that routine and myself, you know. Wow. So what age range do you think works best with the studio? That's a very good question. So classically, it was always, you know, three and up. Um, but I really wanted to work to expand that on both ends when I became the owner. Um, when Elle, my, who's my eight-year-old, she's my oldest, was a toddler, I took her to some classes because we didn't offer classes for that young. Um, and I just felt like the vibe wasn't quite right for some people. But I wanted it a, an art experience where if she didn't sit still for the whole time, it was okay. I wanted multi-steps and multi-mediums so I could expose her. She's not just sitting there painting and doing the same thing. So we came up with this amazing toddler curriculum. It's, you know, 
lots of different mediums and steps that we, again, the dance party to get the wiggles out. If, it, you know, if they need to escape for a minute to go back to the middle and do stickers and coloring for a second, it's okay. It's a safe, creative space. Um, and, and everyone is successful because they, they all finish a project each time. And my phrase, which I have on my necklace is perfect is boring. Um, and there are no mistakes in art. So we celebrate how everybody's looks a little bit different. Um, and then on the other end, adults, we started adult workshops. We have a couple, um, each month on our calendar where people can just register, but we've really seen an uptick in adults and teens, um, wanting to come in and do walk-ins and parties and groups. And I think it's because it's so nice to do something creative, um, and working that, that side of the brain helps the other side of the brain, right? Um, and I love technology. Obviously, we're on this amazing podcast. I'm on my phone posting videos for my business every day. Um, but I really feel de-stressed when I take time. I like to make some of the samples when I'm sampling you know, no, new projects. And I find myself like kind of like getting lost in it and, and feeling renewed, almost like when you exercise. Um, and I'm really seeing a demand from teens uh, to adults. So we're, we're, ex we've expanded on that end too. I could see when my kids were, uh, creating their projects at your studio, I could even show you, uh, for the listeners, I'm holding up a, uh, Ninja Turtle, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Um, but I was getting into it with my son. I was like, Oh, shouldn't you do this? Shouldn't you? He's like, leave my stuff alone. And I was like, oh, I should have got my own craft. <laughs> Shut up. It's funny. Yeah. Next time. <laughs> So you walked, so Colby had the chance to walk in and we'd love to hear some examples of like what you can actually do um, when you walk in versus what kind of parties you're offering. Yeah. So I always joke, my team always is laughing at me because I always worry that people don't know. So this is amazing. All the things you can do as a walk in. Yes, of course, there's the painting, which people love on the ceramics, the plaster, the wood, you can paint a canvas. You also can come in and if you have a little one, do a clay play session where you get clay, kind of like those sensory kits and pipe cleaners and buttons and create that. You could also tie dye a hooded sweatshirt on as a walk in. You can, um, work on a school project for a walk-in, like a diorama. And we have diorama boxes and all the materials you would need for that. You can make slippers. You can make an emoji pillow. You could do a chocolate house. Um, and seasonally, we always have four, in addition to the you know 50 plus things that you could do, which our menu is a trapper keeper. I was born in the 80s, but I'm a 90s. Like I came of age in the 90s and those trapper keepers were my favorite thing in the world. So our menus are in trapper keepers. Um, so in addition to that, we also have seasonal options. Um, you know, right now there's, I think, a, a mermaid and shark birdhouse. There's a tie-dye baseball hat, you know, and as we get into the fun seasons, you know, there's the chocolate haunted houses or the, the spooky pumpkin spice slime. Um, so there's always something to do. Sorry, I'm so long-winded. Can you tell that I love talking about my <laughs> Um But then the parties, you know, there's just like the walk in so many themes we just did. I was mentioning, um, a bridal, Oh, a bachelorette. Sorry. I keep calling it a shower and they made, you know, cosmetic travel totes for the bride. Um, we've done a Ninja turtle party where they make the, the Ninja mask. I was like turtle mask, Ninja masks. And, and, you know, the wristbands we've done jerseys for a basketball theme. Um, so there's really, again, something for every interest. 
So tell us about your craft kits because, you know, so many people can go online and order them. What's in them? Our craft kits were a COVID baby. Um, you know, like so many, we were prepared to go into busy spring break and full party season. So I had just gotten all my orders of materials for, you know, spring break camps and parties. And I had all these materials and we were closed. So we pivoted and said, you know, let's make these into kits. And so much like I feel about our classes and our walk-in experiences is when I made the kits, I said, as a mom, I get these things for my kids and I own a craft studio and the instructions are small and they're hard to follow. And it's not the best quality of materials considering, you know, the money. So our kits are the best materials, the most easy to follow instructions and the most fun projects for kids. Um, you know, everything from our, our, you know, emoji clay boxes and clay beads. It's not junk. It's, it's great, high quality materials. Again, they're seasonal options. We always are refreshing. Um, and I'm just really proud of them because I know I've, I've, and there's some great stuff on the market, obviously, because I, I order lots, you know, like I love Faber-Castell. Creativity for Kids is a great brand. Um, and I wanted our kits to be of that caliber. And I'm just really proud of them. Um, yeah. And they're on our website. Yep. You can find it craftstudionyc.com. So you can find them all there. There's a lot of, I mean, there's, there's so many pictures, great ideas. So let's just talk about, I want to just talk about like the spaces because you do have incredibly unique spaces in New York city. Um, and you started off in the Upper East Side and you've expanded into other locations. So how have you chosen these other locations, these other neighborhoods to expand into? That's a very good question. Um, and for a long time, I wasn't ready to expand because, you know, remembering that I took over my business when I was, you know, 20, I signed, I was acting owner at 21 and, you know, I, 20 by 20, 24, I was full owner by myself. Um, and I was fearful of expanding because I didn't want the main flagship to suffer ever. And I and and then it, one day I was like, "We're ready. I can do this." Um, and I just looked for neighborhoods that I, I I wanted to be in because I would be it'd be a second. You know, I live on the Upper East Side, but it'd be a neighborhood I would be spending time in. That was important to me. Why Why do I want people to come if I don't want to hang out in this neighborhood? Um, in a neighborhood, I would be able to make roots. And, and create community. Um, also, obviously, we wanted to look for a neighborhood that kids would be attracted to go to, uh, or, or sorry, that families are attracted to, lots of families, and also one that people like to visit, you know. Um, I looked all around for a second Manhattan location, and I just fell in love with Tribeca. Um, the resiliency of that neighborhood, you know, the, post 9-11, the, the energy. I always say the second my feet hit the cobblestone in Tribeca, I feel cooler. I'm like, oh, I'm cool. Like, uh, <laughs> um, so, so I thought that that was the perfect location. And we're on this beautiful, charming street. It's Dwayne Street in New York City. Um, and it's so magical. And there's so many great neighborhood businesses. And I loved that. And the space feels correct for the craft studio. It's got the same footprint. It's big, um, open high ceilings, because I want my spaces in New York where people are celebrating and gathering to feel open and airy. Um, as New Yorkers, we're crammed into small spaces a lot. And I've gone to events at spaces that feel that way. And I that's important that it feels open and airy. Um, yeah. 
And then I can talk a little bit about Brooklyn. Brooklyn, I have loved Brooklyn since I was in college going out to Brooklyn. Another like, ooh, cool factor going to Brooklyn. Um, and Brooklyn has really uh, become so much more of a family destination for you know, tourists, for people who are visiting New York, but also so many families have decided to settle in Brooklyn. There's amazing schools. And we picked an area in Brooklyn, we're on Atlantic between Smith and Hoyt, where we really can cater to a bunch of those fabulous neighborhoods. We're walking distance from Cobble Hill, um, Borham Hill, Park Slope, downtown Brooklyn. Um, it's a perfect location and that space is beautiful. And I think what's really cool about our spaces is my amazing husband, who I met in high school, and he's such an amazing artist and so fun and creative, helps design and builds. Like, he, like, builds a lot of the features in the space. Like, somebody came to do the floors and build a wall, but my husband did the rest of it. And that Brooklyn space is so cool. And my dad also. My dad's an electrician and a contractor. And, you know, and then, of course, the art, we all you know, put little tidbits. One of my best friends from college, Eric Tate, does a lot of the murals in the spaces. And I think it's really cool and beautiful and unique. It's a family affair. I know those murals that are in the spaces are are really stand out, incredibly unique. It's like, you know, like they're museum material. I mean, like, you know, colorful and they change. How often do you changing your um, storefronts? So I always try and seasonally we always do a little change in the storefronts in the front area and that's my friend Eric does the windows he does a phenomenal job um and then in the studio space every end of summer going to fall we try and do a little pop of a change just to, for people to see like oh wow you know whether it's you know instead of the walls being you know mint they're like ombre purple or there's a couple new neon flowers hanging down that you'll that'll catch your eye. We love to give it a little, little jazz up, a little level up every, every summer into fall. So yeah. My kids definitely took it in. Every wall had something like a different color. It was just magical looking everywhere. Yay. I love that. <laughs> so my, my biggest question, because I'm sure our audience, because we're everywhere with this podcast, are you, do you have any plans for expansion into other cities or, you know, countryside what what is your plan i'm always thinking about that next step um right now this summer we've been really you know taking a look at our, our operations and as we scaled to three what what we have to you know make work and i think pretty soon we're going to start thinking about what's beyond new york i'm really i'm really excited i i love LA so much. I have so many friends who live in California. So I have big dreams. One day I do know there will be a craft studio LA. I don't know when that will happen, but I have a lot of friends in Florida. And, and that's another area that people say to me, Lindsay, you're in New York, you're in the Hamptons. Florida should be next with, you know, your, your clientele. Um, I also could see it in a snowy Chicago that might really need it, you know, because um, winters are hard and long and they need something to do. So stay tuned, stay tuned. I, I, I'm pushing for Boca Raton. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's on the list. I, I know. I know a lot of families here that would just eat it up. They, the, your store, your studio is incredible, and I even see it for like date nights for you know, for people to get out from their kids and go to your craft studio. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Um, but yep, you never know. That's on the list. We can't thank you enough for coming on the podcast. How could people find you? Tell everyone how to follow you and how to make an appointment or a walk-in appointment. 
you can find us on our website, which is craftstudionyc.com, or our Instagram, which is at craftstudionyc. Um, and even if you don't live in our area, like we mentioned, you can, you know, order our kits. We have amazing subscription kits, which are so fun and give that energy and joy of the pop of this change of seasons. Um, I'm always posting fun DIY videos. Some of them are polished and in my studio or on a TV set like the Today Show. And some are just, we have a summer Sunday slowdown where my husband and kids and I make a craft that you could do at home. So there's a lot of ways you can be involved with us, even if you're not in New York. Um, and yeah, find us there. And I love being inspired by other people. Feel If you shoot an email to our from our website, I'll see it. Um, and I'm just so honored to be a part of this podcast. You two are amazing and literally have given me fuel and excitement and inspiration that'll last me all the rest of the summer. You're amazing. Thank you so much for all you do. And I will be seeing you very soon for a craft project of my own. Can't wait to see you. I can't wait.